Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ice cream, ice cream, get your ice cream here. Get your, get your soft serve. Raspberry sauce on your ice cream in a cone. Ice cream. Oh, yes. I would really like some ice cream, please. You want an ice cream there, little boy? All right. Well, well, what sort of ice cream do you want, son? I would like big. What? Big ice cream. You want a big ice cream? No. Not a big amount of, I would like the big. Oh, you want, oh, you want the big, ah, right, because this van is, of course, Mr. McBig. Exactly. You want the big. Ah. Yes, which is really odd that you didn't get that straight away after I asked for it, seeing as Uh, your ice cream van is called the big. It's either my first day or I'm very high right now. Well, this is supposed to be Scotland, and neither of us have a Scottish accent, so I feel like... Nah, we're Scottish. <laughs> Oi, we be Scottish, laddie. I am, I'm Scottish. You want, you want, uh, you want the big... Okay, that's going to be about uh, $3 right there. $3 days? Oh, I can do that for you. Well, this sure is a strange day here in Scotland. Oi, it is. <laughs> it is, laddie. What is this intro? <laughs> It's a purely Scottish intro, that's for sure. I was expecting you to, like, come up and attack me, like, <laughs> what the movie is, but you were just a nice little child. Yeah, this is this is a regular attack. Look, it's not every day that you attack an ice cream van. Well, I, I guess that's true. I just wanted some ice cream, come on. Well, I'm going to go play the doctor now because I'm actually David Tennant and what? I'm going to go put on a British accent and become famous. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> he kind of talks a little bit like this. That's, that's better, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not really. Good. Anyway, uh, it's Oldie But Goody. It's the show where we put on bad accents and lose our audience from the parts <laughs> yeah. where from the accent is from. Hey, look. Uh, we could listen to this uh, to this epic podcast on the, on the radio waves while uh, you're getting me that ice cream. Exactly. What? Like a good time. Oh, yeah. Trying to keep continuity. Yes, I'm on board. That yeah yeah that was yeah, and you're breaking it as we speak. This is the podcast where we talk about movies, but are they any random movie? Yes. Oh, <laughs> well, technically, yes. <laughs> But they're specifically random. They're specifically random from the year 1984. During the week it came out, in, it, it's all in the it's all in the show description. If you haven't re- read the show description, that's why we're telling you now. But go read it. If you've it. listened to the show before, good. If this is your first episode, you've picked a wild time. <laughs> you're in. You're in for a ride. You must be an ice cream fanatic. Yeah, must be an ice cream fanatic. Boy, do I love ice cream, and I love this movie because it had ice cream in it. And therefore, it is good. Yes, the movie is Comfort and Joy. What did you think? Also, why is it called Comfort and Joy? Also, I'm Sandro and you're Zach. Yeah, why is it called Comfort and Joy? Why are we called Sandro and Zach? These are the questions I have daily, and mm. I need some answers. What is... Is it because he has... He neither has comfort nor joy. That's kind of the point, is that... He's having a rough time. There was a Christmas song at the start of the movie that was playing called Comfort and Joy. That's the only connection I could find. That's bizarre. Um, anyway, it has a name. <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't know why it's called that, but uh, there was a movie. Sandra, what did you think of the movie? This is probably one of my favourite movies from the year. I thought this was very good. I thought it was very funny. Mm. I laughed a lot. It was relatable. A big old heartish Scottish chuckle. Many times. You had a Scottish chuckle? How does a Scottish chuckle go versus a regular chuckle? Please. Okay, well, a regular chuckle is... (laughs) 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 A Scottish chuckle is... (laughs) And a pint of Guinness. That's a Scottish chuckle. (laughs) Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. I I don't know what I was thinking, obviously. It's it's incredibly distracting when you go to a Scottish comedy (laughs) show and everyone's laughing, but they're all saying pint of Guinness afterwards. (laughs) (laughs) A pint of Guinness. (laughs) 
Yeah, there's a, the, the like waiters and waitresses just going around like, oh my god, everyone wants Guinness, quick, someone. They're all, they're all chuckling for it. I don't even think Guinness is a Scottish thing. Uh, probably. It's more Ireland, isn't it? But anyway. Um, mm. yeah. Wow, you offended both of them at the same time. Yeah, this was a great movie. What did you think of it? Oh, uh, yeah. I thought it was weird at points. There were some points where I was like, what is what is going on? Um, but otherwise, it was pretty entertaining. Uh, I was surprised. I thought this movie would be complete garbage, but Aww. it wasn't. You said it was probably going to be bad, um, but the other options for this week didn't look good either. Yeah, no. So, look, to be fair, you definitely chose the correct one. Uh, the other two options were Garbo Talks, oh yeah, which at least is a better name. Uh, a dying mother wants to meet a famous celebrity before she dies. It's not a better name. What are you talking about? Garbo Talks? Yes, yeah, I absolutely want Garbo to just be in every name. Comfort and Garbo. Comfort and Garbo would be a way better name. Wait, so but it's called Gar- it's called Garbo Talks because it's about and joy. It's about <laughs> it's about the actress um, whose last name is Garbo. So does that mean that that she then shows up in every movie? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's just because the movies are garbage. Oh, <laughs> so like this movie, Garbo Talks. Yeah. Uh, and then the other one it was called Songwriter. Which is a country music star tries to get the rights to his songs back. And honestly, he shouldn't, because they sucked. Do you think that if uh, Garbo was was acting today, every single movie she would be in, the tagline would be like, something's Garbo in this movie, but it's not the quality of the film. <laughs> Something. No, that's terrible! What the fuck? Because we what? live in a self-aware, we live in a self-aware time. Uh-huh. You know, Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Every movie is self-aware right now, and and because yeah. of that, the marketing is going to be mm-hmm. self-aware. And if you've got someone called Garbo in your movie, they're going to call it out. Yeah, but you see, here's the thing: after they did it in one movie, they wouldn't do it again. They'd make it bigger and better in the second one, or worse. Yeah, as most sequels are, which you'll find out about at the end of this episode. Oh, no. Anyway, let's talk mm. about Comfort and Joy. Yeah. Information on it is, it was released October 10th. It's written and directed by Bill Forsyth, who does a lot of small-budget uh, Scottish comedies. Pretty much every film he did in the 80s, it's like six or f- five to six of them, they're all considered to be very, very good. So, Oh, wow. There you go. Uh, he's good. He retired in the 90s. For the cast, Bill Patterson is Alan Dickie Bird. Just a great name. I love good old Dickie. I love a good bit of Dickie. Oh, yeah. He's a good on them. Uh, he's in a lot of British movies and TV shows. He's in The Killing Field. Obviously, he was in Doctor Who. Uh, he was most recently in Good Omens, played one of the Neighbourhood Watch, and he's also the dad in Fleabag. Oh, yeah! That's that's where I've seen yeah. him. In Good Omens. Good on him. Yeah. He's great in this movie. One of the ice cream truck people, uh, Charlotte, is played by Claire Grogan. Uh, she's the lead singer of a punk band called Altered Image and is also the first Christine in Red Dwarf. The first few seasons of Red Dwarf, she's in that. Huh. Patrick Malahide plays uh, his friend Colin, Alan's friend Colin. He's a Greyjoy in Game of Thrones, also had a main role in Idris Elba's show Luther, so he's been around the block. No, this isn't the block. This is Comfort and Joy. Oh, you're right. <laughs> that's that's a television series. That's not even a movie. Oh, I hate that. That's worse than my Garbo <laughs> joke from before. <laughs> I had to one-up it. <laughs> um, Alan's boss, Hillary, is played by Ricky Fulton, a popular comedian. He was a lead writer on a Scottish sketch show called Scotch and Rye, which is really good. If you haven't watched it, check it out. I already love it because that's a great name. It is a good name. Uh, there's another famous comedian in there. Arnold Brown plays a psychiatrist. A poor psychiatrist. He was like, that's my story. <laughs> yeah, that was that, that, That's my story. What did you hear? Come on, wait. <laughs> This is a travesty. I love that that's the thing that they brought back was the story at the start of the movie. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Turns out he just stole it from this psychiatrist. It's, it's silly. Uh, and then Ron Donacci is briefly in this. He is Sir Roderick Castle in Game of Thrones. A lot of people in this are in Game of Thrones, um, obviously, because Game of Thrones is entirely a Scottish and British cast. But, hey, that that means that this is the the, the prequel to Game of Thrones, confirmed. 
wouldn't Game of Thrones be the prequel to this? No. You see, Game of Thrones is a post-apocalyptic future. Oh, okay. More importantly, this movie's got 100% in Rotten Tomatoes. Not a negative critic review in sight. 100% of the critic reviews. Yeah, the audience is 81. (laughs) Which is garbage. No. Just terrible. Everyone Any film that makes 81%. Ah, terrible. Terrible movie. Yeah. As we know. What was that one gaming company where they had to get like 81% or something and they got 80 for their bonus? There was some controversy way back when. That was a couple of years ago. What was that? But it was literally that kind of thing. I can't remember. Was it a Bethesda? No, it wouldn't have been a Bethesda game. They haven't gotten anywhere near 80% in a while. (laughs) (laughs) It was a couple of years ago, but yeah. There was some company that was like, you have to get minimum above 80%. And they got exactly 80%. And so they were like, nope, no bonus for you. 100% is a lot, though. That is very high. That is very high for critic reviews. But to be fair, there were like eight reviews. Yeah. So it wasn't exactly the, the a huge pull. I'm sure if you added enough people, some critic would dislike this movie. But overall, it's pretty good. Hmm. Saying that, though, we don't know how much it cost. Mm. Probably, I don't know, not too expensive, I don't think. I think it it, it wouldn't be as cheap as last week, but it wouldn't... You two, know. two mil? Three mil? Okay, you think it's in the mil? Fair enough. Well, then, what do you think it made in the UK? Oh, the UK. Mm-hmm. We don't have worldwide numbers, just UK numbers. Six. Nah, less. Four. Less. One. Yes. Yeah! <laughs> Less, less than a yes. One million dollars. I'd like to change my estimate for the cost of this movie to a million. <laughs> a million. So it just broke even. Yeah, correct. That would be good. That sounds um, about right. Yeah, it was considered a box office disappointment, but I think it was expected to be. The director had a quote, uh, which I found saying that Universal, the company that funded it, they never expected to make any money on this, so thankfully they didn't put much pressure during the making of the film, but they didn't really do much promotion either. So they were like, make the movie. We'll release it in the maybe two cinemas. That's a lot of money for two cinemas, though. Man, those two cinemas were packed daily to watch this film. You bet they were. Good yeah. stuff. Anyway, uh, let's, get, let's, get, let's get into it. Any fun facts? I do have... Oh, yeah, I've got one fun fact. Uh, there is an actual Glasgow ice cream war, and I think it may have started the same year as this. Wow. Really? Or something like so that. So this predicted the existence of the war. I, I, I knew there was actual ice cream wars, because I've heard about that, where people were vying for territory. Yeah. But I don't know much about them. And really, I should learn up on them, because that's that's great. That's like a gang war, but funnier. I mean, I think six people died. I'm just saying it's slightly funnier when there are ice cream people. Don't you love it when people die? Hilarious. <laughs> no comment from me. Yeah, yeah. This is this is the clip. That's the clip they used to be like, we should have seen it. We should have seen it. <laughs> that's the clip they bring up. He said, he said death was funny. Death we should have seen funny. this coming. <laughs> yeah. That was the moment when we should have known. <laughs> yeah. He was going to kidnap that puppy. The Puppy Kidnapper, a podcast featuring Sandra and Zach. Wow. <laughs> it's just me asking you over and over again why you did it. <laughs> why did you kidnap like, the dogs? Yeah, sorry, I'll answer your questions in a second. I just got to run. I'm on the run at the moment. <laughs> we would do that, though. If one of us commits an awful crime, the other one would start a true crime podcast about that person. <laughs> oh, dude, a true crime podcast with the criminal? As one of the co-hosts, dude, I've got to start a murder spree, like, right now. Wow. Wow. Oh, a true crime podcast with the person who did it. Isn't that just OJ Simpson's Twitter? Got him. Oh, God. Got him. Uh, Yeah, I think the people were arrested in 1984, so I think it was probably a couple years before that that everything was happening. But, Mm. yeah, it says the culmination of violence came on the 16th of April in 1984, so they would have probably filmed the movie by then. Well, there you go. We should do an episode on the Ice Cream Wars at some point. Absolutely. People died. It'll be hilarious. be a very funny part. Okay, let's get into the episode, though. (laughs) For fun? I can't remember it. Um... It was there for like two seconds. I remember it. It was just plain white text with it was slightly curvy, but only very slightly. Yeah. 
I was too distracted by the uh, the Christmasness of the opening to yeah really notice. Mm. Oh God, I love Christmas and and things that involve Christmas in every movie. This was a Christmas movie, by the way. It was. That's canon. It was a Christmas movie. And it's too early. I hate it. It's not even Halloween yet. It's not even Halloween yet. Come on. It's not even Halloween. God, Christmas is just coming earlier and earlier every year. It's these goddamn millennials. Yeah, the millennials. Oh. Yeah. God, I hate millennials. Oh, they're the worst. I loved how one of the ice cream trucks is trying to teach kids how ice cream is made, and they're all there like, I don't care about this. Like, their faces (laughs) were just like, what? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. No, they didn't give a shite. They just wanted free ice cream. Yeah. Yeah. But we're introduced to... the. The main character, Alan, he's tailing this woman called Maddie. They're together. Uh, but she's going around stealing things. And he's like, oh, yep. stop it. You need to be more subtle about it, at least. Come on. She just, like, walks up to her handbag and pockets it. <laughs> like, yep. in full view of everyone. It's interesting. We just got an opening with, like, there's Christmas lights everywhere. There's, like, trees. Everybody's celebrating. It's Christmas. And I'm like, why is it Christmas? Why do movies do this to me? Well, I think maybe, okay, maybe it's Christmas because uh, they wanted to be in festivals around the UK, and they're all around September, usually. They're like August, September. So they made the movie and put it in festivals, and then we're like, if it does well, we'll uh, we'll go to America at Christmas time, try and make money then, but the movie didn't do well, so they didn't put it in America. (laughs) That's my theory. That's my going theory. That's a pretty good theory. I like it. It makes sense. And you can expect more theories like that on my upcoming true crime podcast. Why, Zach, is the dog kidnapper? Why did you kidnap the puppy? Featuring the dog kidnapper. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just, I just really love puppies, so I stole them. <laughs> Conversations with the dog kidnapper. I just, I just took them. This is a weird episode. <laughs> we have not got into the movie at all. We've just gone on weird tangents. Um... Okay, first quote of the movie, I like this. They were in the car, she's got a cigarette, and he's like, Do you have any idea what a cigarette could do to the seats in this car? I can live with pollution, but you're becoming a fire hazard, and that's the real problem. (laughs) Got him. I like that. Except pollution was the real problem, as it turns out. (laughs) It turns out pollution was the problem all along. Although she is being very rude smoking in the car. She is. He tells her not to, and she's like, I'm a smoke. Yeah, although she has a very fancy lighter, which... I'm assuming she stole. Well, according to the next scene, yeah, she stole everything in their house. Yeah. Like, everything still has tags on it. <laughs> That's a thing. She just doesn't take off the tags for some reason. Why does she steal so much? Why? I guess she's just a kleptomaniac. Yeah. I guess she's just a klepto... I, I don't know. They don't bring it up. Why is she stealing things? Why? Why is this a character trait? Is this because it's funny? Is this humour? It is funny. I think it was funny. But also, I have questions. Like, why is she stealing everything? (laughs) He's a very famous radio host. He is. As we know from the fact that literally everyone throughout the movie is like, Oh my god, it's... Hey, Dickie, give me give me Sign, sign this. I need a signature. Give a shout out on your... Radio. That's because my I love favorite. You, that's one of my favorite styles of comedy, and that's why I like this movie so much. Is because the writers come up with character traits for people. So he's famous; people want autographs. She's mm. stealing stuff. Uh, the doctor is telling everyone to drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They ha- they have one line, which is their personality, and they go hard on it. And that's just and just the the majority of jokes for that character are just that one thing. Um, and I'm a fan of yeah. that. I know, you know, it annoys some people, but I like it a lot. I, I, I thought it was funny that she left and took everything. Yeah, what did you think of this thing? Because they're having a lovely evening. This is, this is the weirdest part of this movie. So, they have a great time. Yeah. That's from what we see. We've barely been five minutes into the film, and they're having a great time. They have a great relationship. They're joking around, having drinks, having a good old time. And then she's like, oh, yeah. And then next morning, we see her packing up. And he's like, oh, what's happening? And she's like, oh, I'm leaving. Bye. <laughs> she just packs up and leaves. People come over that I assume are their friends and help her pack up. He's like, yo, what? I thought we were doing all right. Don't you want to talk about this? And she was like, oh, I never really found time. <laughs> oh, 
I was going to tell you, but there was never really a point. <laughs> never really. I wish I could tell you. Anyway, don't drag it out. Oh my god, you're just being painful. I liked as well how the people who are helping her, like, move all the stuff. Because she's taking chairs, she's taking tables, she's, she's taking, taking everything. literally everything. And except the telephone. Except the telephone and one uh, book that he's halfway through reading. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but they're, they're carrying out, like, some chairs... And we see Alan helping them, and he's like, I don't know why I'm helping you do this, but I am. But I don't know why I don't like it, but I'm helping you. <laughs> it's a great scene. He's a polite man. He wants to help out. Yeah. And they're, they're all very polite. They're like, oh, sorry about this. Oh, man. But, you know, girls, you just gotta leave. <laughs> they do say that. These are some nice chairs, though. Yeah. Oh, shame we're taking them away from you. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. It's very funny. It is. It is. Oh, by the way, uh, we're spoiling the the movie, and you should watch this one if you want to watch it, so go watch it. If British comedy is your sort of thing. Don't talk with a full mouth, you're disgusting. Nope. This is why, this is why you you stole the puppy. We should have known. The puppy thinks it's good when I eat. What? Are you saying I should not feed my puppy? Are you saying I should starve dogs, Sandro? I'm going to tweet think you're, that you're, out right now. Sandro says you should, she should let... Puppy stuff. You're taking me taking me out of context right here. I don't, I, I don't know how to... Uh, no comment. Turns out <laughs> I was the real puppy kidnapper all along. <laughs> oh, that would be a twist. A true crime podcast where they've got the criminal on, but it turns out the criminal's actually innocent and it was the podcaster <laughs> who was the, the criminal the whole time. There's like a point where... Uh, I think the microphone's off. And I'm like, Haha, that was a good episode. That was a good episode. Oh, thank you once again for uh, for pretending to be the criminal. I'm going to go and kidnap another puppy. Oh, it's record. Oh, no. Oh, no. I know I, you know, edit and can take that out, but I won't because we need the views. <laughs> and I'm the editor. I'm gotcha. editing the podcast where I admit to kidnapping mm. puppies, but I don't take it out because I'm like, this is some good content. <laughs> Yeah, this is great content. <laughs> this is, yeah, strange episode. So he works at a radio station. That's that's a fact. And then he, he goes on, and it's it's relatable. He gets on... Yeah, I've got, I've got issues oh, yeah. with it, because it's issues that every movie, every TV show set in a radio station do, and that he literally walks in, grabs his papers, and goes on air. Yeah. As the news is, like, he just walks in. That's not... If you're, well, I've worked in many a radio station, and you're required to be there at least an hour beforehand. Yeah. All I'm saying though is, uh, he's a pretty good radio host. <laughs> he's real good. Yeah. No, he gets in there. Bam. As soon as, as soon as he sits down, he puts on his headset, and then his mic's on. He's talking away. And I was like, damn, that was pretty quick. Did you like that his show is called the Dicky Bird Early Worm Show? Uh, yes. I thought that was very subtle. Oh, he comes in. He comes in and just starts, like, making fun of the guy that was on before him. He's like, well, now that you're all put to sleep by that last guy, I'm in to wake you up. Yeah, it's great. And the guy on the other studio's like, fuck you, man. Flips him off. Yeah, yeah, he flips him off from the other studio, which was great. That was very good. He also comes in to make sure, it's like, oh, I heard you had a breakup. Are you doing all right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And then he's like, Anyway, that last host was a piece of shit. <laughs> and the guy's like, thank you. It's great. Oh, it's good. It's really good. It's funny. There's some really good long shots where there's like a traffic report and he picks up the phone and like talks to someone on the phone then puts it down and is, is back on air after the traffic. I thought that was good as well. That was really good. Um, they had good sound effects. Like um, like they had a, a bottle opening sound or a can opening sound. It was yeah. pretty good. Did you like that sound effect? I thought that was a pretty good. pretty good sound effect. I liked it. I liked I liked the music. I like how um, they talk to an old lady at one point, and she's like, that other host on the weekends is a piece of shit. <laughs> yes. And he's like, yeah, he is. Yeah. And then we see him later on, and he's a piece of shit. Uh, this movie, once again, spreading the rumours that radio hosts get to pick the music they play. Oh, yeah, that was weird. Although maybe back then, I don't know. I guess it's the type of show he plays. I liked as well, every time someone comes up for an autograph, they're always like, oh, I'm playing me a song as well, mate. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, 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 give me a shout-out on the radio. Come on. 
Don't give me a shout out. It's funny because it's true. Mm. Nice. It's good stuff. What happens? He's he's driving. He's driving away after after work, and he starts having to buy some stuff because uh, he has none. Yeah, she took everything. So he buys like a huge pile of pots and pans. They're all different colors, <laughs> and the lady's like, "Hey, uh, you know you can get this all in the matching color, right?" And he's like, "Nah, I don't give a crap." <laughs> He's too busy looking at women in the store. Yeah. But unfortunately... That's what he does. The first one he looks at is like we get a headshot. Yeah. And then um, he moves past the shelves and sees that she's got like three babies. <laughs> and he's like, oh no. <laughs> oh no, not babies. Oh. Can't handle them. And then he's driving on the road and he's doing the same thing and he spots someone in an ice cream van... And they smile at each other, and he's like, I'm going to follow this person yeah. to, to, to their destination. <laughs> Meanwhile, the person in the van's like, oh my god, that car's following. Call 911. We've got a stalker. No one likes ice cream this much. That was weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it was really weird. I was like, she should call the cops. This person <laughs> just clearly likes ice cream way too much. Turns out that, yeah, that ice cream van is the Mr. Bunny ice cream van. Did you like mm. the jingle? No. What was it? Do, 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 ding. It, it says something. Whatever it was. Hello, folks. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello, folks. Do, 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 ding, do, ding, do, ding, do, ding, ding, ding. Hello, folks. <laughs> ding, do, ding, ding. This goes on in the background in so many different scenes. It's, it does. It makes you want to just end it. And later Why? on, later on in the movie, we see them recording the jingle. We see the guy playing the playing the xylophone and then the other guy going, hello, folks, just loop it. Just loop the piece yeah, of yeah, audio. Just, just loop it. You don't, need to, you don't need to keep doing it. It was insanity. Oh. It was pure insanity. What a job, though, that would be. Oh, God. Is that the easiest money you'd make, or would you lose your mind? I would lose my mind instantly. Yeah. So he goes, he buys ice cream from the van. Yeah, he, he like, tries to talk to the lady. Mm. Fails, because she's just, you know, working at the time. But in the meantime, he's just buying ice cream, and it's like, oh, man. Anyway, <laughs> hey, lady, do you want... Uh, you are taught... Oh. Just go back to the car with my, with my ice cream... Oh, it's so cold. Yep. Why did I buy ice cream? <laughs> yeah, why did I buy it? Why did I follow a truck for like three miles just to buy some ice cream? Uh, but, then but then things start to heat up because a bunch of masked men get out of a car and they attack the van. <laughs> they don't just attack. They like waddle. Their movements are so weird. Did you see in that scene? They're so weird, this, like, action scene. Yeah. They, like, waddle around. Well, because they're trying to be like, oh, yeah, we're real, we're real, like, you know, tough blokes. They look constipated. They do. It doesn't work. I have no idea what's happening. It was so bizarre. I loved, I loved it, though, because I attacked the van... And the guy in the van, I forget what his name is, um, but he's got, like, the raspberry stuff and he's squirting it in one of the guy's faces. And the other guy's like, no, not the raspberry! <laughs> it's my one weakness. No, not the raspberry! God damn. Oh, that was good. What a film. And then they chase them off and they're, like, running away to get back mm. in their car. But one of them recognises Dickie and is like, you're, you're Dickie Bird from the radio. Hey, give us an autograph, mate. Hey, give us an autograph. Come on. Come on, love. <laughs> Dickie's like, be a prick. you just, you just attacked the vet. You just attacked the vet. What? No, leave me alone. Yeah, Dickie's not having a fun time. He's just, if you looked at him, he was just going, whoa, mm. whoa, you know, oh my God, they're being attacked. Whoa, I don't know what to do. And they're all waddling. It. This is the weirdest scene in this movie. Watching this scene, I was like, what is, what is going on? Why are people moving so weird? I feel like they did it in one take. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, look, probably. They had one ice cream van, and they had to wreck that one van, and uh, <laughs> this was the only scene where they could do it. He asks for a request as well, the guy attacking Dickie. He's like, give us an autograph and, oh, and, and give us a request. We never see if he gets that request played in the radio. We don't know. Probably not. Anyway, he goes back to work. He records some, ra- some radio ads. I love this scene, because he's recording ads, mm. and the guy's like, oh, maybe do it differently this way. 
because that that's I've recorded ads and yeah. exactly how it is, and it's an yeah. awful process. Got him! <laughs> Take that, sad guys, you pieces of shit! Oh wait, I'm a sound. Oh no! What am I doing? Oh no! I just self-insulted. Ah! Oh, we get another good quote. He goes to talk to his boss, who is in a room with his his secretary. They're playing video games. Yeah, but what are they doing? But he says, "Don't put your finger there. I can't get it in if you put your finger there." And they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make it out that they're not playing video games. And and Alan's like, "Oh my god, what's going on in there?" <laughs> boss man's having a good time. Because that, that stuff was very funny in the eighties. <laughs> The thing is, they were just playing video games, so it was okay, Sandro. <laughs> we're just having a good time. They were just playing video games. It's fine. Uh, so, so he goes up to his boss and is like, "Hey, you know how I'm a bit of a, a silly man, and I do the silly candy adverts, and I do my silly morning show. Well, maybe I'd be a little less silly. Hmm. Maybe I, maybe I get a little serious. I am an adult after all. I'm an adult male. I'm a man with dreams." With thoughts of his own. Yeah. Maybe I should do some more serious stuff. He's like, I want to I wanna make a documentary. Mm. Does he tell the boss what the, what the documentary's about? I don't think he does. No. No. No, because he wants to be very secretive about it, which really doesn't help him in the long run. I feel like he should just explain it properly. Probably, yeah. And then the boss would be like, oh, okay. That's why you're going on about bunnies and Mr. Cool. <laughs> Yeah, no, 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 but that's the joke later on. Because, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Mm. Uh, This is where the boss tells him the story about being on the sea. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. I don't know, did you make any sense out of it? I couldn't. I am very unsure as to what the point of that story was. (laughs) Yes, which I think is the point. Yeah. No one knows what it's about. Back in my Navy days, I was on a boat. And that's all yeah. I can remember. What, what else happened in the story? Uh, I was a boat, but he's on like a pulley thing. And then he's between the boats. Sometimes with those two boats that they come together. It's like, it's a random story. It makes no sense. It's very weird. To be honest, and I've, I've forgotten most of it as well. The punchline to that, that joke comes at the end of the movie, though. And it's very funny. Mm. It's, very, it's very funny. Very good scene. We'll get to that later. But the boss says, fine, go and make your silly little documentary if you want. Go on, go do it. And then he calls up uh, the receptionist or assistant or something and is like, hey, what is the deal with this guy's contract? Uh, Is it like a sanity clause in there or something? Yeah, because we need to get this boy off the air real quick. Very good. So Alan meets up with uh, the rival ice cream van, Mr. McCool. Great name. He goes over to uh, to their factory. And they're like the Italian, the Italian godfathers of the uh, of the, the ice cream world. Oh, absolutely! I'm gonna make you an ice cream. You can't refuse. Mister Bunny, he doesn't follow the unwritten ice cream code. There's an unwritten code he does not follow. How dare he! Not the ice cream code. <sighs> All things. I want you to talk to Mister Bunny. I want you to tell Mr. Bunny something. I've forgotten what, what you got to tell him. Uh, got to tell him he, we, we want to meet up. We want to talk. We just we just want to talk to yeah. him. We don't want to cause massive violence. That would be incredibly bad for everyone involved. Because violence isn't funny, as we've learnt in this episode. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> You Have just... you seen violence, though? You're still on the fence? <laughs> I'm on the fence about violence. Okay. Gotta get a bit of slapstick in there. Everybody loves slapstick. Ah, slapstick. But with knives. Very funny. Mm, in many no. ways, slasher movies are just slapstick movies. When you think <laughs> yeah. about it. With with extra violence. Yeah. Hilarious. Ah, Michael Myers... He just, he just, he's just, he's like Charlie Chaplin. He's just, he's just... He's, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just a bit misunderstood. People think Charlie Chaplin's Hitler. Uh, people think Michael Myers is bad. You know, he's not. It's the same thing. He's a, he's, he's a slapstick comedian. Hilarious. Walking to people's houses to houses and just, he, he just slaps them with a knife in their back. But it's very funny. It's like a high five, but way more violent. Oh, uh, so... <laughs> anyway. 
Anyway, so uh, yeah, he's like, all right, fine, I'll go meet up with Mr. Bunny again. And he he mm. tracks him down in one of the weirdest scenes in the movie. Yeah, so he, he does a shout-out on radio to, like, say, hey, you should... Uh, we should meet up, Mr. Bunny, like, on radio. It's like, and now for a more serious note, we should meet up, Mr. Bunny, at the same time, same place, don't tell anyone. Anyway, that's all for radio tonight. <laughs> People in the other room are like, what the... <laughs> fuck is going on oh you need to fire that guy straight away jeez louise that's just a bad move just don't do that mate because <laughs> he's like i'll tell you what this all means later on in an, in an upcoming special that i'm working on look i'm excited for this special mostly because i'm thinking my my new radio host is gone a cuckoo <laughs> exactly what so he goes onto the pier with his new recording equipment <laughs> and has like a scene where he's he's like r- trying to start his new documentary but he doesn't know where to start it and by the end he's just like oh man I miss my <laughs> my, my fiance please come back to me I loved it though cuz he's like doesn't help him in the crazy clause the city that you live in is not the city that you think it is in the darkness yep. of the underground in the city, there are things that will shock you. <laughs> it's so yep. bad. But also... It's very bad. It's very funny. Very funny. You may think that ice cream is an innocent surface, but there are dark things in the underbelly of ice cream land that will shock you to your core. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Ice cream. He also tracks down the um, the Mr. Bunny van, but he thinks the van's trying to get away from him. Mm. Yes, so he does the try, tries to do the meetup thing, but uh, he thinks they're running away. So what does he do? The rational thing to do. What would you do in that scenario, Sandra? I would. Uh, okay, rational. I've got a clear head. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, these people are trying to get away, but I need to talk to him, or else I'm probably going to die because his ice cream mafia wants to kill me. I will uh, crash into their van. What the fuck? Why would you do that? Surely that will antagonize them, right? I have... uh, Oh, I didn't think that through. I've already done it, though, so I can't really... Oh, no. Well, they come out and are like, Hey, what the hell was that? We just wanted to talk to you, bud. We were coming to talk to you. That's literally what we were doing. And (laughs) he's like, oh, I probably shouldn't have rammed into you then. Yeah. And he's like, no, really? <laughs> no, his car's wreck. We already know for a fact that he loves his car mm. as well. That's a very important part of the movie. <laughs> that's that's like his one thing, is that he loves his car. Yeah. But now his car is toasty. They go over to, uh, to the, the Mr. Bunny HQ. We see Charlotte there, the lady from the van earlier, and she's just speaking in Italian. <laughs> Yeah, uh, do you have subtitles? Because I didn't have subtitles. So. There's no, there's no subtitles. Yeah, I don't think, I yeah. don't think there would be. So um, I, was... I, I almost want to know what she was actually saying, but she was just saying like gelato a lot. So I think, mm. I think it is just random ice cream talk. You know, it could be relevant. We don't know. Yeah, I know that later on in the movie, uh, the the boss man's talking in Italian, and the other guy is translating but then near the end of the movie one of the other guys starts translating instead and he's like telling him what he's actually saying (laughs) and what he's actually saying is kind of messed up (laughs) and they're like no you idiot what are you doing (laughs) what are you doing you're telling him and everything it was good you idiot oh it's funny it's a good time so he he talks to Mr. Bunny, and Mr. Bunny's like, oh, Mr. McCool, he, he owns all the ice cream factories. He owns all the soft drink factories. He's got a, he's got a real chokehold in the industry. Mm. I want to I open market. That's what I want. So he talks with the first mafia bosses, and they're like, yeah, we just want to talk to this guy. You just go talk to him. And then they go talk to the other guy, and he's like, hey, the mafia boss is a mafia boss. <laughs> Huge shock, and he's kind of a douche. Yeah, exactly, exactly. He owns everything. He owns everything, he's kind of monopolized. The reason they want to talk is they want to come to a deal, a deal where they run everything. And he's like, no, no, no. I want a deal where it's an open market and everything is fair for the little ice cream trucks here in Scotland. Here in Scotland. The little ice cream truck that could. 
and we get a great quote uh, as well, where he's telling Alan to go and tell Mr. McCool that uh, that he wants an open market. Mm. He says, Alan, remember, laddie, we are Mr. McCool, formerly Mr. Softy, but no more. Because <laughs> the ice cream truck used to be called Mr. Softy. <laughs> right. I see. I see. Yeah, good, yeah, yeah. A good joke. I'll make sure. I'll make sure to tell them that. <laughs> They're not soft cones anymore, Buster. <laughs> They're oh. hardcore. So he goes to this Italian restaurant, straight out of The Godfather. Italian music's playing. Mm. There's Maria at the front desk. <laughs> yeah, of course there is. <laughs> she wants an autograph. Absolutely. Because, as we all know, he's super famous. Yeah. He's incredibly famous. And so at every opportunity, they have to be like, oh yeah, this person wants an autograph. <laughs> Of course they do. Do you think the autograph joke started out with a bang with the guy attacking the van, running up to him and being like, give me an autograph, and then just kind of carried on but wasn't as funny? I don't know. Oh, no, I thought it was was amusing that they just kept it going. Yeah. They just have it as a background thing, because it wasn't a forefront joke. They wouldn't, like, emphasize the joke. Well, I Mm. think they might have emphasized it a little, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. they they didn't they didn't push it too hard. I felt yeah exactly. I thought it was alright. But what happens in the restaurant? What do they find out? So he's talking to the mob boss, and the mob boss is talking in Italian, and he's like, "Mamma mia, bobbity boobity." Great Italian! Wow, good work. Bobbity boobity. Bobbity boobity. Hey, spaghetti meatballs. Oh, I am. Ice oh. cream, gelato, salami pizza. Salami pizza. Pizza's Italian. <laughs> Pizza is Italian, yeah, but... And I like a bit of salami. You know, little shreds. It's a bit like, um... Pepperoni. I don't, I don't think you've ever had a proper Italian pizza. <laughs> that, no, absolutely not. I've never claimed to. They're tiny squares with just a little bit of cheese and some lettuce on them. Not the American pizzas. Yeah. Lettuce? Really? Yeah, the early pizzas, before they were Americanized, not much on them. Not much at all. Very small. No, but why is it lettuce, of all things? That sounds like a terrible topping. Yeah, no, look. Uh, t- <laughs> I'll be honest, not very good pizza. <laughs> but that's the original. Alright, gotta give it to him. Oh, this is also where we find out that, for some reason... Mr. McCall can taste ice cream and know exactly where it comes from. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because he's been in the family a long time, so he can tell where any ice cream... I've been around the world. I know every ice cream flavour. Yeah. And he really wants to find their supplier so that he can track them down. And murder them. Yeah. Uh, brutally. Which is hilarious. Yeah. And Alan's like, murder? Oh, hey, why didn't you say so it's earlier? I'm very funny. Love me a bit of murder. <laughs> hey. Did you start with my girlfriend? Uh, what? 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 Who said that? And he also, find, he also finds out that Mr. Bunny uh, does not come from an ice cream family. He comes from a fish and chips family. Oh, Ooh, not the fish and chips. The fish and chips. Those bastards. <laughs> and... And this is where uh, one of the guys lets slip what the boss is actually saying. And is like, oh, yeah, we need you to find... We need you to tell us... Uh, sure, give it, give us the ice cream so we can track them down and... Uh, like, <laughs> no, don't tell them we're tracking them down. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You idiot. <sighs> Did you like the joke Before. as well that his son really, really, really wants this cake that Alan's got? <laughs> yes. And the dad's like, no, no cake for you. No. Even even Alan's like, here, you can have the rest of this cake. I don't want it. And he's like, no, give Alan his cake back. So good. It was great. So he goes back home, is woken up in the, the middle of the night by some of these Italian ice cream mafia people coming into his house, stealing the Mr. Bunny ice cream out of his freezer. Yes. And he's like, oh, crap. Now, now they're going to be on to him. Oh, no, I got to warn him. He's going to be in so much trouble. So he goes... He goes to work next morning. He's got to go to work, that's right. And his boss is like, uh, stop talking about Mr. Bunny on the radio. What are you doing? Go see a psychiatrist. Yes. So he's like, uh, okay. I guess if you're forcing me to. And he's like, I am. (laughs) You are a crazy person. You need to see a psychiatrist now. And the psychiatrist scene is so good. I love it. Psychiatrist is like, oh yes. Yeah, so tell, tell me, uh, how, how how things are going? How's your family life? And he's like, oh yeah. So I've been helping out these bunnies. 
And he's like, oh, okay. Tell me about these bunnies. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got got to be helping them out, you know, because they're in a rough state at the moment. The bunnies are fighting with the, uh, whatever the other companies are called. Mm. It's, when did this all start? Oh, yeah, it started a couple of days ago after my girlfriend left. Me. <laughs> yeah, you're, <laughs> your girlfriend. Yeah, tell, tell me about that. Oh, we, we were having a great, great relationship. It was all going so well. And it's like, why did she leave? Oh, I don't know. We were doing great. Know. We were like a, a great ice cream mousse. <laughs> Like a mousse of ice cream. But you can't live off ice cream mousse. I needed a change. You really need to stop with the ice cream metaphors. People are (laughs) just getting very confused. That was funny. Another good moment as well is he goes to like lie down on the therapist's couch. And the therapist is like, well, that's an extra $20 an hour. (laughs) You want to be on the couch. Oh, oh, okay. Sorry. I I didn't realize. uh, Uh. Get off the couch then. But then the psychiatrist is like, all right, I'm going to help you. I'm going to tell you a story. Yep. Back in my old Navy days. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've heard this one before. You, you're hanging on the ropes and then you're divided between things. Like, what? That's my story. Where did you hear that? He's like, oh, I, I think I read it in a book. Someone's like, no, you didn't. That's my story. So the boss of the radio station has just completely stolen this story from the psychiatrist. It happened to him and it traumatized him. The psychiatrist was like, this really happened. (laughs) Yeah, this was like my story. This was really traumatizing for me. It's like, oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I I just think I've heard this story before. He's like, no, this is my story. (laughs) You can't just take my story like that. Where did you hear this? (laughs) It's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Oh, it's funny. It's so funny. It was very good. I like that scene. And then Alan goes uh, back to the Mr. Bunny warehouse. Mm. He approaches them and says, hey, they stole the ice cream. They're probably uh, going to know where you're coming from. And Charlotte mm. reveals that it's not an, an original recipe. They're actually using the McCool recipe after all because she is his daughter. Whoa. Good luck trying to track them. Then Alan's like, oh no, this is just a family feud. Yeah, what the hell is happening? No, he's going, what the (laughs) f*** is going on here? Oh no. The crap. And then... And then the doors bust open. Guess who's here? It's your favourite boys. It's the Italian boys. They've bought comically oversized (laughs) hammers and... Bits of wood that they start banging on the ground. And like... crossbows. They've got crossbows oh, yeah, and they're cross- shooting the, the, the bunny toys. <laughs> yeah, poor bunny toy. What did it do? What know. did it do to deserve this? And Alan's like, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, Al- Alan's still stunned at this point. He's still going over the fact that they're family at this point. Yeah. He's just standing around and he watches as they all come in. Meanwhile, uh, what's his face? Terry? I think is his name. He's like, you're dead to me, Alan. You're dead to me. You betrayed me. You led them here. You're dead to me. <sighs> and he's like, oh, man. And so he, he runs out. And then um, <laughs> and then he hops in his car. But all the all the guys come out. And they just start bashing his car. It's like, oh, no. Oh, car. no. My one, my one earthly possession that I care about. <sighs> no. And then he goes back to work. Uh, on the weekend or something. Yep. And he and he overhears on the radio. Uh, there's this presenter who comes in with her recipes. Um, and she mm. and she comes in with a recipe, a Chinese recipe, uh, for Ooh. for ice cream fritters. And he's like, ice cream, fr- deep deep fried ice cream. Oh my god, Jiminy goddamn crickets! I've got a solution here. <laughs> I love that this is the solution. So he yeah. So he. Gets- so he gets the recipe. He gets this yep. like secret Chinese mm. yeast thing. Yes. Now, supposedly they don't tell anybody the secret recipe. Mm. So how did he learn of it? Well, he learned it from the presenter, who is the boss's wife. Yeah. But I don't know where she learned it. He gets the recipe just for being a famous radio host, though. I yeah, think. Yeah, I think that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I was just confirming with you because he he manages to get hold of this recipe and later on that's important that he has this recipe and no one else does. Yeah, 
And also, the recipe is just from, like, this small Chinese supermarket? Yes. Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. So anyway, he gets the bunnies and the McCalls together, and he makes them some some ice cream fritters. Ah, no, no, no. But the best scene is before this, where they all stand around for a meeting. He gets Terry, the boss of the bunnies. Yeah. And the mafia boss, and he gets them together, and he just starts laughing. He just starts cracking up. Because and I genuinely thought he was mad. <laughs> so at that point, because they go to this abandoned milk bar, and the reason they're there is because the lemon meringue pie is apparently really nice. And then Helen just starts laughing at that. I don't yes. really know for, for a long time, and I was like, "What? The sh- <laughs> what is going on? Wh- what is happening?" The director has gone on record that he doesn't like the ending to this movie, mm. and. I can see why, because it isn't... It's weird. I like the fritter stuff, but the scenes themselves are very rushed. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and this scene was strange. Uh, it was weird, for surezies. Yeah. But yeah, he makes them the fritters. They're like, this is game-changing. And they're immediately brainstorming how much to charge for it. Oh, absolutely. As you would. Yeah. As a sane person would. And they agree to split 50-50, but Alan's like, hold on a second. Hold up. You need to know the recipe. And guess who's got the secret ingredient? It's your boy. It's me. The Jamester. And you ain't getting it till I get 30% of profits off the top. And also, my car gets a new roof. (laughs) Yeah. And they're like, all right, yeah, no, that's fair. We'll, We'll do your car up. Yeah. And so he's united the two ice cream van companies. Now there's ads on the radio about how they're for friends now. He's on the radio, it's Christmas. He says, Hope you're having a good Christmas. I'm gonna eat some mm. Chrissy Pud. Yum 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 Chrissy Pud in the radio. Mm-mm-mm. <laughs> yeah, see, like a professional radio, he eats on the show. Just like I do. It's not professional. Um, I don't like it. But also Good honor. Chrissy Pud, yum. <laughs> Chrissy Pud. Don't mind a little bit of Chrissy Pud. Chrissy Pud. Yum yum. And that's the movie. That's the movie, yeah. Uh, they don't resolve anything about uh, about his, his girlfriend. No, and well, the girlfriend's gone. Yeah. I think that's just it. Although he did have several weird dreams. Yes. About how she comes back to him, and then she doesn't. And he's like, oh man. Yep. I was kind of hoping they would resolve, but I like that they don't. That's fair. That's the, that's the end of the movie. Way, 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 what? Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> so my question to you, what? Well, you see, it's a movie about a radio guy who gets involved in the ice cream mafia, and that's it. It was pretty entertaining. I probably wouldn't watch it again. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, I feel like I got the amount of enjoyment I wanted from this movie. Although it was pretty good. Oh, uh, I think you're going to give it a goodie, right? Oh, yeah. I 100% am going to recommend this to people. I probably will end up watching it again at some point. I really liked Mm. it, but I just like very straight and weird comedies like this. So it it was right up my alley. Just like last week, it's right up my alley. Yeah, there was not enough murder in this for me (laughs) with giant hammers. So I'm going to give this a goodie as well. Okay, two goodies. But but your one note is, could have used more murder. (laughs) Could have used more murder in your mafia movie. Just saying. And I'm sure that's everyone, everyone can get behind that. The title gets an oldie, though. I don't like the title. Yeah, the title is weird and doesn't make any sense. What would have been a better title? What do you think? Um, Ice Cream, You Scream, <laughs> We All Scream on the Radio. Sounds like the title that's of a, like a slasher movie or something. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's too long. Ice Cream on the Radio. I don't know if it's a better title, but it definitely suits the movie better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's got... Uh, War on the radio waves? I don't know. Mm. How about Mr. Bunny versus Mr. McCall? The tale of the ice cream wars. No, no this sounds like a fantasy epic. <laughs> if that was like a TV show, though, like a like, oh, like a Scottish yeah. TV event, a three-part miniseries, it would 100% be called Mr. Bunny versus Mr. McCall. Hell yeah. A, a Scottish crime story. Tr- troubles, troubles in ice cream town. <laughs> troubles in ice cream town. I like that actually. That's good. That's good. I like that one. Mm. A- anything's better than comfort and joy, probably. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Well, that's the thing. What does that even mean? Comfort and joy. Because there is that Christmas song at the start of the movie that's 
comfort and joy. Yeah, but, but that doesn't mean that movies should be named after the one song that doesn't come back or make any sense. Exactly. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to look up some fun facts. Go for it. One of the fun facts is uh, Peter Capaldi's family. You know Peter Capaldi? He was the doctor. No, never heard of that one. Swears a lot in the thick of it. Uh, he's in movies sometimes. <laughs> That's a fun fact. Yeah, you know. Your fun fact is in P- Peter Capaldi is in some movies. Is that your fun fact of the day? Is that Peter Capaldi has been in a movie he's before? Been... No, 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 no. The fun fact, the fun fact itself is that he, uh, his family are ice cream makers and they supplied the ice cream for the movie. That was the fun fact. Oh. Whoa, that was way better than your lame fact two seconds ago. Yeah. Why didn't you start with that? Because that's a good point, actually. I don't know why I didn't. (laughs) There are no fun facts here about why the movie is called Comfort and Joy. Also, someone's mumming their lawn and it's very loud. So apologies to everyone. It's a slight, it's a very slight buzzing sound. I'm sure you'll you'll Uh, be able uh, to edit it out. I'm sure it'll it'll be fine. I'm sure it'll be gone. I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm sure no one will notice whatever. Yeah, there's no fun facts here. Let's move on to the segment where we ruin the movie's integrity and make a sequel for no reason. So, it's 20 years later. It's 2004. Yes. The modern era. Th- technology's moving past ice cream trucks. Mr. Mister Dickey, as he's known, has made bajillion dollars. Uh, he can now buy whatever he wants. Um, he doesn't have to steal things. He didn't have to before. He just did. And by that, I mean his girlfriend. He, he enabled that. So he starts a security firm. To help people with shoplifters. Also, uh, to stuff up his, his previous girlfriend's shenanigans. <laughs> Meanwhile, these, these ice cream companies are going downhill. Everybody's just going to the store. They're just buying tubs at the supermarkets. And so they just are like, wait, we've got these big mobs of people. Why don't we be just become the mob? Murder people. That sounds good. So they become the mob, but Dickie's a security firm. And so he's keeping all these places secure, but then the mob's coming in and they're beating up people. They're making him look bad, but he's still earning money off them. And the news gets hold of this, that the guy who's running security for all these places is also getting paid by the mob. And so there's a big scandal about that. He has to deal with this scandal, but he also has to deal with the mob, which also hate him now because they're like, hey. You're stopping us from doing our work. Shenanigans ensue. And I think, uh, I think that's all I got. Alright. Yeah, that's fun. I like that. That's cool. Yeah, that's a good fun time. Um, definitely better than my, <laughs> than my idea. Which, oh, yeah? which your idea? Is, uh, Alan loses the secret recipe. The Chinese supermarket, oh, no. I don't know, they go out of business or, so, or something. He no longer has the secret recipe for, for, uh, these ice cream fritters. So... He does what anyone does in a sequel to a movie, and uh, they all go on a road trip to China. It's Comfort and Joy 2, Chinese Vacation. Oh, no, this sounds bad. They try to find the secret uh, to to ice cream fritters, and along the way, you know, they come across the Chinese ice cream wars. (laughs) Oh, no! They're getting in too deep. Yeah. Can't back out once you're in the Chinese exactly. ice cream wars. Um, they're all about them fritters. They're all about the fritters, yeah. The ice cream fritter mafia. Is that, is that a Chinese thing? Ice cream fritters? Yeah. App- apparently it is, but it's like it's very conflicting reports from what I can tell. I looked it up briefly before. Like, it might mm. be Mexican instead. Oh. Um... Interesting. In Australia, it's very much a Chinese thing. Like, if you go to a Chinese restaurant, you'll get deep fried ice cream. But then they're also saying maybe it is American after all. It sounds it sounds very interesting. I should try it at some point. It is nice. I've had one before. You've had it before? Yeah, yeah. I've had yeah, I've had deep fried ice cream. It's so hot, but then it's so cold. And you're like, so hot, but then it's so cold. It's bitter, but then it's sweet. Yeah. Anyway, the movie sucks. They go to China for a vacation to try and find the secret recipe. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's awful. Zero percent rotten tomatoes. <laughs> Went from 100% to 0%. Yep. <laughs> Nothing in between. Yeah. Everyone hates wow. it. Wow. That's a dramatic drop. Wow. 
how many Raven reviews do you have? Uh, so, uh, we had three... We had, like, ten reviews on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> not many people have seen this. People should check this movie out. I think it's quite nice. Yeah, go watch it. Especially if you like this sort of comedy. Yeah, it's a movie so hot, and then it's so cold. It's so bitter, but then it's so sweet. Mmm, what's going on? Could use, could use some syrup, though. Yeah. On the side. On the side. Ch- charge extra. Charge extra. Do you know what Rick says? Who's Rick. Rick says you've got to guess the rating of the review from Rotten Tomatoes. That's how the, the part of the show works. And he also says, "Ugh, currently unavailable on Amazon." Well, do you know what is available on Amazon though, Zach? What our show? What? what is it? Do they have a podcasting platform? They launched it like a week ago. Yeah, I talked about it. In oh an yeah, episode. you mentioned it. <laughs> Yeah, but I don't listen to our episodes. No. I don't even listen to them while I'm here. That's so rude. You could ask me about something that happened like a couple of seconds ago. I wouldn't remember it. Oh, I do that as well. I finish editing an episode and I'm like, wait, what was that episode about again? (laughs) Yeah. Ugh. Currently unavailable on Amazon. Is it like a four star review? It's 4.5. Okay. Ooh, close. You were very close. Good guess. Good guess. Because the person obviously really wants to watch it, which means it's positive. Yeah, yeah. It's good. Uh, Robert says, You're a dicky bird aft. And it's A-F-F. The radio. After the radio. That was bad. Um, Nope. I want you after the radio. (laughs) Thank you very much. I don't even know what (laughs) since it's three. Three. Oh, it's a 2.5. Okay. You were so close. And finally, Tim says, an Xmas season favourite. Wish I could find it on DVD. The only reason I still hang on to my old VHS machine. Oh, lovely. Mm. I love a VHS. It's the best way to watch a movie. Because you never know if the tape's going to be destroyed (laughs) while you're watching it. (laughs) Or if you're actually going to watch it. (laughs) It adds extra excitement. I'll give you that. Yeah. They should they should add that onto Netflix. <laughs> That's randomly sometimes the footage can burn up. <laughs> and you have to restart watching it. No, no you don't. The movie's gone. The movie you've got to pay to watch the movie oh. after that point. No, no, no. It, it it'd be like when they remove a movie from Netflix. Mm. You can still watch it, but randomly at some point it will burn up and then you can't watch it again. You might be able to get through the entire film. Yeah. Without it burning up, but it's a very low chance. I love that. That's a great idea. Market it. We've got to market it. People who watch Netflix. Does it sound good when you can randomly not watch what you wanted to watch? People on Netflix get annoyed when there's like t- like 10 seconds of subtitles in their movie. <laughs> like, Yeah. What was the review again? <laughs> Tim says, Xmix season favourite. Wish I could find it on DVD. The only reason I still hang on to my old VHS machine. That's a 4.5 review. Oh, it was a four and a half. You were 0.5 off every single score this week. Well, there you go. To be fair, there was no reviews for it. Guys, go review this movie on Rotten Tomatoes. Mention the podcast. (laughs) Review the movie and be like, ah, we should have known all along that Zach was the the puppy puppy kidnapper. And just people on Rotten Tomatoes will be like... What? Anyway, that's the episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Amazon. You can find us on uh, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram, if it's just Sandro. You can find us on other things. Amazon? Did I say Amazon? You said Amazon, yes. I said Amazon. You didn't say YouTube? Oh, yeah, we're on YouTube. What's what's Apple's podcast platform called now? Podcasts. Uh, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, we're on iTunes somewhere. They have a machine. It was just called the podcast yep. app. And now it's different. Uh, you can email us as well if you want, I guess. Yeah, yeah. People have been asking, hey, it's nearly the end of the year. What are you doing next year? We'll figure it out later. Yep. <laughs> Perfect answer. Couldn't couldn't say it better myself. I think maybe... We'll figure it out when we get there. Maybe like start of November, we'll put up a poll again. You're picking next week's episode. Oh yeah, what do we got? Tell me, tell me what the episodes are. What the things we got to choose from? What what possible choices do I have? You're gonna love all of these. Okay. Uh, whenever you say that, I know for a fact that I won't. Next week's episode is for sure gonna be a great, uh, a great episode, and I'm really looking forward to it. Oh yeah. Because these three movies. All right. One of them is uh-huh. called The Razor's Edge. 
Uh-huh. Uh, it's the first like dramatic drama movie that Bill Murray ever did. He was like, I'm done doing comedy. I'm going to do a drama. He plays this soldier who returns from the war and then just kind of walks around the world and says hi to people. Is that it? That's what that movie is. Uh, spoilers, all three of these are bad. Oh, no. Your other option is Crimes of Passion. Oh, uh, yeah? A businessman tries to hire a gadget store owner to help him spy on a sex worker. What's it called? Crimes of Passion? Crimes of Passion. Wow. So he's in love with her? Yep. Thief of Hearts is a movie about a thief who steals some diaries from this woman and then tries to seduce her with the information he found from her personal diaries. What? What are these movie choices? You've got... I was going to say potentially, but a confirmed boring Bill Murray movie. Yes. You've got a very problematic movie about a businessman trying to spy on someone. Yes. And then you've got another problematic movie about a thief who's stealing people's diaries. Oh, boy. What are you going to pick? I am spoilt for choice. This is not what I wanted to be choosing right now. Don't worry. we got some good films coming up in the next few weeks. I'm going to go... So we have crappy Bill Murray movie. Yep. A movie from a different time or a movie from a different time. <laughs> what was the two different times? The, had... the spying one and then the stealing one. I feel like stealing's... I don't know. Stealing's better than spying? No. I don't... Uh, I don't know. I don't know which is more invasive. They're both pretty bad. Yeah, they're both not great. Hey guys, don't do that. Yeah, let's do the... Let's do the thief one. <laughs> thief of hearts? Yeah, do that one. Sounds like the best one. We've forgotten to do this um, over the last few episodes, but I predict that we're both going to rate this the worst award, <laughs> or whatever it's called. Wrap it up with the best quote from Comfort and Joy. I'm going to go, Hey, it's me on the radio. Hey, all those gangs out there, you're all pretty solid. I love violence. Ha ha, funny movie. <laughs> this, this, this is not a quote. It's not a quote. Oh yeah, what's quote you got? Hello, folks. <laughs> It's me, Mickey Mouse. Hello. <laughs> we endorse violence. <laughs> Kidnap your neighbor's dog. Ah, uh, Mamma Mia Gelato and uh, a salami pizza. <laughs> a slimy pizza? Or no, salami. Salami. Sli- uh, yeah, the voice kind of. Kind of like slimy. Wait, <laughs> can I do Mickey kinda... Mouse with a Scottish? Hello. Uh, I'm Mickey. Nope. Oh, <laughs> can't do oh, it. It hurts. It hurts. End it. Cut it. <laughs> 